0: This episode brought to you by MakeSpace. Wish you had more space in your home? I do. Me too. Use MakeSpace. They'll pick up, store, and deliver your stuff. Get started at makespace.com and use code CHICAGO50 to get $50 of free storage. That's Dude! a lot of storage. It's 50 bucks.
1: Welcome, my child. You're in a safe place. Remember, by unholy law, everything you say in here is confidential.
2: It has been three weeks since my last confession. fashion. Mm-hmm. Last week, I was in
1: a sauna. I see such man. I have every intent to suck his lifeblood out through his lips. And then I make think of wife and family back of his home. Who is Albastor to ruin such thing? So you you didn't suck his his life force out through his lips? No! I
2: make return to home with head hung low. Albastor feels so
1: dirty. The important thing is you realize what you did wrong. I want you to say three hell scaries. And remember, you have been put on this earth for a very unholy purpose. And don't forget that.
2: Thank you, thank you.
1: Welcome, my son. Hi, papi. It, it, it's just father. Si, si, papi. It has been
0: too long since my last creep fashion. Tell me what's going on in your life, son. Two days ago, I was out with my amigos. We were hunting, looking to feed on the blood of the goat. Like we do, using my glotha mm-hmm. to suck the blood of the the aforementioned goat. Mm-hmm. And maybe along the way, we, we suck a few uh, cervezas too. I mean, I mean, we are just guys. We're having fun. And the next morning, I wake up. The rich taste of blood still on my glossa. Mm-hmm. A pounding headache. I mean, we, we really parted. And it was then that I turned over to find not the lifeless carcass of an elegant goat. But a dead shell and pony. And suck the pony. I don't know. I, I, I will tell my friends the shame she eats at me.
1: Well, just remember, my son, there is no judgment here in this house or anywhere. That is so good. But to what hear. you did was an abomination. I. In the eyes of cryptids everywhere. See, si, Papi. See. Si. You are a goat sucker, not a pony sucker. And so you have to atone for your sins. I want you to say five hell scaries.
0: See, sí, see, sí, see sí, five. I do 10. I say 10 and I tell no one.
1: And I I want you to go and leave some hay for that pony's family to atone for this. Gracias, papi. Still still just father. See, sí, papi. See. Sí. Oh. oh, it's been one day since me last cont- nope, nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. We made a rule. 72 hours between confessions. (laughs) You have to stick to it, Jack.
2: I, I, I... Ah,
1: Bonjour, Papa. It's, It's father, and welcome, my son.
0: How do I begin to tell you of the torment within
1: me? there's no smoking in the crypt fashion booth <laughs> I'm,
0: I am <I'm> sorry father <laughs> my mistake <sighs> I cannot remember when last I came to confess but two weeks ago there I was in the countryside hunting a lonely maiden looking for a, a sheep or cattle some some ridiculous idea mm-hmm. she was there for me Lebed. And just as I was about to pounce upon her and feed upon her young, tender, virginal flesh, a thought occurred to me. Perhaps I am the bad guy. I think to myself, are we not all creatures? Who am I to put my needs above the needs of this girl who is looking for her sheep or puppy or whatever she is trying to find? Why am I little bit? De mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could she not be le fille de Jabodin? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe it is I who am looking for a kitten or a tiny frog, sure, and sure. she hunts me. Right, right.
1: Uh, and, and so you, it torments you that, that you didn't feast upon her, I, I'm guessing. And, you see, are correct, yes. See. Yes, this is, this is correct. Because I think to myself, maybe...
0: We could be friends if I I took a moment to to have her experience my life on my needs. But see, that's not what we do as cryptids. I watched the rain move in and I just, I did not even seek shelter. That's, and as I sit there, oh, 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 I okay, watch. Okay, okay, so,
1: so here's what you've got to do. You've, say, I want you to say two sc- I, hell scaries. you uh, didn't eat the girl. Uh, no, no, it's it's I, okay. You know, nobody can judge you. Everybody forgives you. Everything's I, great. Uh, stay hidden, okay? We forgive you. Advice. Everybody forgives you. It's okay. Yeah, I nobody, have, nobody cares.
0: many more uh, thoughts. I uh, I, to, I
1: bet you do. It, you know what you can do? You can write them. Write them down. Leave them in a letter. I, I, I write to you then. Yeah. Merci. You're welcome. A oh, Okay. Oh,
2: my God. God.
1: Okay. Uh, Sorry, everybody. Uh, Cryptfession is is over for today. I've got a 530 possession I need to go and try and perform. I'll hear your cryptfession tomorrow. (laughs) Abe, I forgive you of your sins.
0: Oh, and also with you. (laughs) I don't know. I have never gone to confession. I don't know what you say. (laughs) Ha ha.
1: Well, I guess you can say that in there. One thing you can say is, hey, everybody.
0: How you doing? (laughs) This is how I talk now. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing.
1: This is Blurry Photos. And I'm Dave Stecco. I'm David Flora. I'll be listening to your sins tonight. I will be acting your sins out. That's right. We make a good team that way.
0: Yeah, see? That's, that's That's how teamwork goes. And then next week we switch <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for next week.
1: <laughs> oh, we got a good episode for you.
0: We sure do. How are you doing, dear listener? I know, I know this is already feeling more wholesome than maybe a float, f- blurry photober episode. Doesn't, this doesn't have nearly as much spookily or mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. We've gotten into November already. It's already halfway over, which is stupid. Yeah, God, that's pretty crazy. I don't, I don't even know how that's humanly possible. Part of it, I think, is uh, weather patterns have been pretty strange around where we are lately. Yeah, it's still warm as f dog. Yeah, the and f it, stands for, f- and it sucks. Things have been busy around uh, around here for yeah. for us, especially for Dave. I, I'm a work zombie. Y- you are craving the flesh of. <laughs> <laughs> of someone doing... with a better life. As yeah.
0: <laughs> for for where I work, the fall is just a crazy time. And I think this will be my, I, I've had, I've had a day off in the last six weeks, I, I think. But uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's been a lot of work. I'm getting a little weird from it. Yeah, it's just, it's not right. Uh, but you, you know what? You can't run an <laughs> yeah. economy that way. No, it is not. It's not legit. But I will, I will say one thing that I'm kind of enjoying is uh, my brain is trying so hard to soothe me <laughs> that <laughs> when I fall asleep, I've had an inordinate number of dreams in the last two weeks where I'm just playing with puppies. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Where it's like, oh, here's a golden retriever. And I'm just like throwing a ball for a golden retriever, just playing with dogs and stuff. (laughs) And they're like the best dreams ever. My brain's like, hey, shh. Hey, buddy. You know what you like?
1: Puppies. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And my brain is so right.
1: (laughs) What have you been up to, Flora? Well, uh, before before we get too much into this. um Flora? uh, if if you haven't caught wind of it, I <laughs> I was on the uh, Unseen podcast just yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but I want to thank those guys for having me on there. We talked about cryptids and stuff uh, uh, on it, and um, it, was a, it was a good time. So check that out when you get a chance.
0: Oh gosh, I've got one other important piece of business before we get going. Ominous music sound. <laughs> Uh, can I get like some lifetime end of the movie where a person gives some giant speech that's supposed to summarize everything yeah that's that's it you got it okay this next part of the Blurry Photos podcast goes out to Sheila dear Sheila I am not a native of Chicago I was not born out here I have lived here for almost 10 years and I still get lost a lot and I don't know where Niles is I don't know where lots of places are around here. And maybe an idiot such as myself could mistake uh, the University of Chicago for, say, the University of Illinois at Chicago when making an offhand comment. Now, if someone were to confuse my beloved Colorado State University with the thoroughly less beloved University of Colorado, I, too, would be upset. And so I can only apologize and offer up uh, what I believe is a good documentation of my willful ignorance of the world around me, of the entirety of blurry photos to demonstrate that, yeah, I don't really ever know what's going on. So, dear Sheila, usually this would go at the listener mail portion, but it's important enough to put it up front there. Just want to let the whole world know that Dave Stecko's dumb. Sheila's smart.
1: That's big of you.
0: Thank you. Frank and duck
1: sound. Okay. So we've got a real dense forest of a podcast for oh, you tonight. We sure do. It's something that I've I've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. So Tonight, <laughs> Dave, why don't you tell them what they've won?
0: They've won a eighty-six minute supply of <laughs> Robin Hood. That's- Real generous. Yeah, it is. It is. That's right. Robin Hood, the Sherwood Forest treat. (laughs) Packed with vitamins such as Vitamin Robin Hood, Little John, Fire Tuck, Maid Marian, and the Sheriff of Nottingham. (laughs) Less
1: than half sheriffs (laughs) of of other Robin (laughs) (laughs) Hoods. That's right. We're going to talk about Robin Hood. Yeah. How about it? How about it? We're going to talk about who he is. What were some stories of his adventures? Who were the other characters in the stories?
0: And how come he can't have a British accent all the time? <laughs> Why
1: Why is he sometimes American? <laughs> Painfully American. And of course, was there a real Robin Hood? Whoa. Whoa, bro. Quick cast in existential dispersions on my boy, R. Hood. And if there was, where and when did he live? And then we'll talk about some of the legacy, I'm sure. The legacy of Robin Hood will pop up uh, throughout here. Because yeah. uh, a lot of people know uh, of of the the pop culture and stuff that that's out there of Robinson, and it'll be easy to, uh, you know, make. I'm just gonna keep talking. <laughs> I don't until know you what you're don't doing. Pop <laughs> you dig? <laughs> <laughs> oodle alley, oodle alley, golly, what a day! Um, Dave <laughs> was trying to pop open a can, and I was I was sitting there like I was like, oh, just wait till him. he's
0: done, I'll wait till he's done, and then he's just just <laughs> f-ing me.
1: Uh, I I
0: am I am so tired that I cannot dr- possibly drink a beer, but I am pounding caffeinated sodas like you cannot imagine. My my kidneys look like little raisins.
1: I've got bourbon. Probably not enough. That's all right. Oh look, I'm Dave. Flora. I got the bourbon. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Should we talk about this guy? Yeah, let's get let's get this guy. <laughs> let's get him. So you you might have heard of Robin Goodfellow or Robert Hod. Or Robin Longstride? Yet few names in history are so well-known and ubiquitous as that of Robin Hood! A true champion of the common folk, his tales are full of adventure, Adventure! justice, Justice! fraternity, Fraternity Fraternity chivalry. Chivalry. Women swoon at his charm, men flock to his banner, and corrupt, ruthless, and immoral individuals suffer his condemnation. He's a walking contradiction, an outlaw doing rightful deeds through wrongful methods. He's bold, skilled, cunning, and righteous, and his accounts are often as humorous as they are exciting. exciting. So,
0: <laughs> what? Uh, that, was, that was an emotional roller coaster <laughs> you just took us on.
1: What are the first things that come to mind when you hear the name Robin Hood? Dave, don't, don't look at the notes. Okay. I, I want you to name me. Three things. I've got I've got five written down here. I've got six written down here. Name me three things that you think of when you think of Robin Hood.
0: Green hat.
1: Okay. I've got green clothing. Well, it's just a hat.
0: <laughs> My Robin Hood's naked. <laughs> uh he is uh the finest archer in all of Sherwood Forest. Good with a bow? Yep. Um well you have to say archer because little John is good with a bow. Or staff, or bow staff.
1: It's not spelled the same, Donatello. Ah, um,
0: he's a master of disguise. I do
1: not have that one. Yeah.
0: And, and that
1: uh, that is one of the top three things you think of, yeah. With Robin Hood, yeah. Okay, because he does like he does
0: most of. I mean, he, there's every Robin Hood movie I've ever seen. He dresses up to infiltrate. Right. So I know, You're I know right. it doesn't it doesn't really in the same way that like a, a spy is a master of disguise, but he is. <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> oh. So Uh, Uh, and he oh he loves the
1: lady (laughs) singular just the one so i've here's here's the things that that i think of or i thought of before i did the notes good with a bow rob from the rich give to the poor oh yeah how did Mm. i that up (laughs) or disguise (laughs) uh the merry men oh yeah green clothing Sherwood forest uh, and uh, Sheriff of Nottingham or the enemies that he has. There's that totally awesome episode of Star
0: Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> With Q. Yeah, where he makes them all there and, and Data takes an arrow to the chest and just gives no
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and Jordy LaForge,
0: I don't think he ever said, why the fuck am I Friar Tuck? But I think he was, a l- no, he wasn't he Friar was, Tuck. He uh,
1: was Alan Dale. Yeah, he was Alan Adale. Uh, it was. It's a good bit when Worf takes his loot, though. Oh, yeah. And just smashes it. <laughs> uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, episode Cupid. So, okay, what if I told you, though, Dave? Yeah? Only a couple of those traits are true. Well. Well, well what mean? if I told you? Yeah, that raises
0: more questions than
1: it answers. What if I told you they were all true, but only recently? What? What if I told you there may never have existed a man? Such as this.
0: Wow. Well, there's no such thing as an archer who's a master of disguise. Except for Archer. He invented the tactical turtleneck.
1: <laughs> we're going uh, We're going to tear into the legend of Robin Hood. And then we're going to tear it
0: apart. But then we're but going then to we're go, oh, God, what have I done? And glue it back yeah, together and hope nobody notices.
1: <laughs> I've got some epoxy. Yeah. I'm hoping it won't be. have to take that strong. Let's hope solution. it doesn't come to um, that. We're going to go into the stories, the cast characters, the historical accounts of this Larger than life, Englishman. And see if we can piece together who he was, when he lived, where he lived, or if he lived. What? Breath. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the tales. Yeah.
0: Uh, So literary references to Robin Hood date back to William Langland's narrative poem, Piers Plowman, in the year 1377. In it, a lazy (laughs) ass priest says, I can, which is like, you know, no. No. I cannot.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Middle English in this one. <laughs> yeah, shit.
0: I'm trying to read it, and it's tough. Okay, hold on. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why did I even just launch in? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Enjoy this, everybody. If this is a drinking dame, drink now, because I'm entering a, a... If it's a, a
1: drinking dame, I'm... <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm this I'm is... It. I'm entering, like, a phonetic penalty box right now. <laughs> I cannot... Parfitly, my paternoster as the priest it singeth, but I can rhymes of Robin Hood and
1: Randolph, Earl of Chester. Now, can you do it properly with an English accent, preferably a Middle English accent? A lot of those people didn't have English accents. You can do it with an English accent. Okay. What what, what part of the Firth Van Dyke scale is this on? Oh,
0: that's a good question. Uh, Since you and I have, we can't put numbers on it because our numbers, we don't agree on that. I'm gonna. I'm going. Definitely going for the Van Dyke end of the scale. Uh,
1: actually, I agree with you.
0: I cannot perfectly my Peter Noster as the priest it singeth, but I can rhymes of Robin Hood and Randolph Earl of Chester. No, wait. What did that mean? What I just said. Oh, I. Well, I,
1: it, what it meant was I um, know not perfectly my my father, as the Pater Peter pr- Noster, his uh, religious. Uh, text. This was a, a lazy priest. In fact, in in Pierce Plowman, his name is Sloth. Nice. Um, he doesn't know his uh, his religious uh, text, but he knows the the tavern songs, which include the rhymes of Robin Hood and Randolph Earl of Chester, who of the f-
0: that was. So yeah, we're, we, we Costner never played that guy.
1: It's it's like um, I know Scorpion, but I can't say a Hail Mary. Well, that, that I'm okay with that.
0: <laughs> that was just like...
1: So, while not literary, there were some legal documents from as far back as 1228 that include the names Robahod and Robahod. But it's believed that tales of Robin were oral, sung, or spoken long before any were written. Shortly after Langland's poem was written, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales came out. And perhaps coincidentally, but perhaps not, there was his description of the knight's yeoman in the prologue. Paternoster is the Lord's Prayer. Oh, there you go. I had to
0: look it up. It's also a kind of elevator.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: know how the f*** that works, but
1: it's true. And he was clad in coat and a hood of green A sheaf of peacock feathers bright and keen (laughs) Under his belt he bore full thriftily Well could he dress his tackle yeomanly His arrows drooped not with feathers low and in his hand he bore a mighty bow. <gasps> upon his arm he had a gay bracer. Huh? And by his side a gay dagger. What? Harnessed well and sharp as point of spear. A Christopher upon his breast of silver sheen. A horn he bare, his baldric was no. of green. A forester was he, truly, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Guess he was a forester. <laughs> Gay dagger. <laughs> so this description, while not stated as being Robin, fits him quite well with later descriptions in which he wore clothing colored lincoln green and bore a horn and a mighty bow. Um you'll see lincoln green uh, if you if you delve into the research on this, a lot of stuff references that it's so named after the town that the cloth was dyed in, Lincoln in Lincolnshire. Done by dyeing uh, the cloth with woad and then dyeing again with weld. That's a, a blue flower and then a yellow flower.
0: Yellow and blue make green. So the dog could see it before the seat Could He could see the two dyes, but the dog can't see the color that they make when they're combined.
1: I guess that's, isn't that? What, <laughs> yeah, what it was? That's, yeah. That's blue what, and yellow, but yeah, not green. Not green and red. <laughs> Dogs are stupid. <laughs>
0: So, uh, now, which is not terribly surprising. So say you've got anyone ever who's <laughs> decided that they are going to, uh, live a life of crime and make a forest, their base of operations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you might want to incorporate some green smart call. Yeah. That, that's, that's why Eric, the red had to be a Viking. Cause
1: <laughs> <laughs> covered in blood. He, he just,
0: he would be a, a terrible, uh, forest burglar. <laughs>
1: Uh, In 1440, a revised edition of the Chronicle, the Scotty Chronicon was written by (laughs) Scottish historian Walter Boer.
0: That sounds like the the best made up my uh, so I Married an Axe Murderer (laughs) did. bring me the Scottish chronicle (laughs) and it's just a a homemade like book with all these
1: articles about famous scottish people through time (laughs) (laughs) and and this this thing mentioned robin by name along with his trusted merry man little john
0: what (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: my turn for fun voices
0: Ugh, and then arose a famous murderer, Robert Hood, as well as Little John, together with their accomplices from among the disinherited, whom the foolish populace are so inordinately fond of celebrating in tragedies and comedies, and about whom they are delighted to hear the jesters and minstrels sing above all other ballads.
1: Ugh, what a c-
0: f- you! <laughs> I heard the had a wee gay dagger. That's <laughs> what I heard. That's true. His bow is no better. Who is this guy in the <laughs> Scottish
1: Chronicon?
2: Who is it so? <laughs> <laughs> Who
1: we'll put him in there? Or fight whoever we'll put him in the Scottish Chronicon? <laughs>
0: yeah. That is the best worst scrapbook of Scottish achievements <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> so...
1: So that's the Scott Chronicon. And then we start getting ballads in writing, including perhaps the oldest one dated around 1450, called Robin Hood and the Monk. In it, we hear a rather gruesome tale where Robin decides to go to St. Mary's in Nottingham for Mass because of his devotion to the Virgin Mary. What?
0: Oh, I thought that was the hard part. Hard part. Mass back then was like forever. Oh. It's like seven days. No bathroom breaks.
1: He... He ends up getting arrested by the sheriff after a monk he had previously robbed recognized him. When his men hear of his imprisonment, Little John and Much, the miller's son... Never heard of that guy. ...decide to rescue him and end up catching the monk and his young squire on their way to tell the king the news. Angered at the monk's role in the situation, Little John draws his sword and beheads the monk. Nice! Much, not wanting to leave any witnesses... Chops the young pages head off as well.
0: Well, those kids, those are like tissue paper people. There's like,
1: (laughs) well, they have a box
0: of pages and they pull one out. And then the previous one's holding onto the ankle and he (laughs) just kind of comes out a little bit and waits. So they did things back then.
1: (laughs) There's also a vampire
0: problem in England (laughs) at the time. I
1: have slept so little for so long now. (laughs) Hey, they then put on the victim's clothes and proceeded to the king themselves. They told the king of the news. <laughs>
0: they were decapitated. Their clothes are soaked in blood. A herder, all right. I'm a dumb monk, Your Highness. A burr, a burr. Um, I was too busy eating cat poop
1: to know anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stabbed the cat and bled all over me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, besides pointing out that fallacy. <laughs>
0: I just want them to be the, the worst version of the, the monk in the page they could.
1: Everybody's the worst version. The king delighted gave them some money and the royal seal to take to the sheriff in order to have Robin brought back to the king's court. So Little John and Much hurried back to Nottingham, presented the sheriff with the seal, and feeling prideful, the sheriff threw a lavish party that night. So av- after everyone had gotten well pissed, Little John and Much snuck into the jail killed the jailer and rescued Robin Little John later tried to quit the Merry Man but Robin convinced him to stay um so that's uh that's how Robin Hood and the monk win uh pretty gruesome right Are you yeah
0: ever, yeah I just I've never heard of much before much really? the Miller's son
1: much the Miller's son I mean we we'll, we're gonna break down some of the characters a little I, later but I, I got to be honest for much if
0: you didn't have a character on that at Star Trek episode I'm I just I'll never know the only the only other thing I really can tell you that I know for sure about Robin Hood is that Alan Rickman's Sheriff of Nottingham was hands down the best Sheriff of Nottingham that has ever <laughs> hammed.
1: Yeah, well, it's Alan Rickman, of course.
0: Cancelled Christmas.
1: You, my room, ten thirty. You, ten forty-five. <laughs> Bring a friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, and it's funny because Much is one of the main dudes. He's one of the earliest mentioned characters, yeah,
0: and and in there and I you know, I saw him a lot in my research, and the whole time I honestly, for a while, I was like, much- much what <laughs> i i i I thought it was just some weird Britishism that I wasn't getting, and then mm. I was like, no, that's a capital M every time, yeah, that's a terrible name
1: the th- there is some thought that um it's uh, all just a horrible joke on me his his parents um hated him, well, his parents would be like, "Oh, that's our son, but he's not much." But then he wouldn't and be much, and then it, and then it. People just started calling him much. They shortened all that. Oh, he's not much. He's not much. Just much. Okay, I, I, that I know. It's
0: a weird name because it seems it just feels like to me everyone else's names get elongated. <laughs> yeah, you've got John. Could just be John. Yeah, as short as it gets. No, no, that's Little John. That's our, our Aaron of 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 Venver. No, this is. Lord Mensleydale of, of of chival change I'm just, these are not people interested in brevity.
1: Sherwood Ford, 40 miles Northeast (laughs) of chival change (laughs) on the King's road. (laughs) Um, Is
0: that overseen by the Earl of (laughs) (laughs) Venver?
1: So, uh, so we'll get back to, to much in a little bit, but, um, Oh. So at this time in history, we get to one of the most famous works of the Hood mythology.
0: A jest of a Robin Hood.
1: <laughs> this was around 1475, uh, give or take 25 years, I think. It's a collection of Robin Hood stories that most likely already existed at the time. And jest, in this case, spelled with a G, meaning a tale of adventures. I think of it as like Reader's Digest. Yeah just like that you know well yeah and also this is
0: from a compilation you Mm -hmm. know this is a greatest hits you know this this is like the woods woodsby stories to tell children yeah okay you ready you got this
1: you boy howdy this is your middle English for you I'm gonna need a little harpsichord for this one I might give you some loot the the, uh, the harpsichord I don't know if the harpsichord was around then oh you're right
0: because we're so historically accurate
1: (laughs) Here's a hint. I think the free music that I've got is loot, not heartsick. I
0: was going to say, editor, how about guy who's doing the works choice?
1: <laughs> uh, but this is how the gist of Robin Hood begins Life
0: and listen, gentlemen, that be a freebore blowed. I shall you tell of a good year man. His name was Robin Hood. <laughs> Robin was a prude outlaw whilst he walked on ground. So courteous an outlaw as he was one was never none found. (laughs) Robin stowed in Bernersdale and lent him to a tree and by him stowed little John. A goji man was he, (laughs) and also did good Scarlock and much the mill is sad. And there was none itch in his body, but it was worth a grom. <laughs> and with these words, I have summoned the witch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, so the jest. Uh... <laughs> Were you delighted into spasm? Yeah. <laughs> The jest interweaves several tales of Robin's exploits, including Robin and the Knight, named Sir Richard of the Lee, Robin and the Archery Contest, Little John and the Sheriff, and the Rescue of the Knight, against Sir Richard of the Lee. In summary, Robin meets with a lowly knight who owes him money to the corrupt church, and because of the knight's honesty and good manners, Robin gives him the money to pay the debt. Little John is asked to infiltrate the sheriff's home as a servant, and after spending some weeks there, he convinces the sheriff's cook to come back to Robin's band in the forest, The sheriff follows and gets robbed and sent back, tied to a horse. The sheriff then lays a trap for Robin in the form of an archery contest. But Robin and his men escape to the safety of Sir Richard, whom he had helped earlier. The sheriff manages to kidnap Sir Richard not long after, and Robin and his men end up rescuing him and beheading the sheriff, King Edward, angry but curious at him disguises himself and meets up with Robin in the forest only to be impressed by the merry men and hired many on to join his court. Robin becomes bored quickly, however, and returns to the forest. He is later betrayed by his cousin and dies, leaving a noble memory.
0: Now, are there any Robin Hood story? I have a bone to pick with Robin Hood. Is there any stories in which everyone keeps their hands? <laughs> Because for some reason, it's like, I want to be a Robin Hood, but oh, there goes another
1: head. Early on, nay, good (laughs) sir. Nay. Nay. Heads rolled in these tales. Yeah,
0: and I think, does that mean that everyone was just getting their heads cut off all the time back then?
1: Does it mean that? Does it mean that everybody had really sharp swords? It takes a lot to cut a dude's head off. It really does. What the sh*t? I mean, even those uh,
0: headsmen, and I think this is one of those historical things that most people know. Uh, headsmen were notoriously drunk and notoriously bad at cutting off heads. That's why the French invented the guillotine. They needed a machine to do it because people are not good at head removal. <laughs> and if you, if you're, if you're not good at
1: getting their heads removed. Yeah. If There's you a lot miss, of muscles there.
0: suddenly you just bury your ax and some the, between the shoulder blades, it gets caught in the, the bones. I don't know, but. You know, it's not that easy to well, take a head off.
1: According to this, it was like smacking somebody in the face. Yeah. Here's a good example. Take a carpet,
0: roll it up until it's, uh, you know, neck thick. Then get a sword, which you have <laughs> laying around, and try to do that in one swing. Try to get through the carpet in one swing.
1: Wait, 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 wait. But, oh, but also Fill it a- with a bunch of <laughs> shit.
0: Yeah, there's also a broom handle in the middle of the rolled up carpet. That's not easy to cut through. <laughs>
1: So, but anyway, but what's important is that you're practicing. <laughs> <laughs> the jest has been described as both tavern entertainment and social commentary. There are definite notes of class consciousness as well as strong viewpoints on corruption and injustice in government and the church.
0: Occupy Nottingham. Nottingham.
1: <laughs> uh, the jest definitely helped codify the tales, especially as printing became more available. Shortly after the jests came onto the scene, the ballads of Robin and the Potter and Robin and Guy of Gisborne also showed up. These are the early works um, yeah. that, that a lot of stuff drew from because that's all we had. That's as far as back as we can go and, and know what we're talking about in a way. There are references to plays dating back to the mid-15th century and prior, however – The only surviving texts seem derived from pre-existing ballads around the time of the jest. Robin became associated with the May games later in the 1400s. And in the last decade of the 16th century, he is mentioned in Shakespeare's, the two gentlemen of Verona and as you like it, just a, just a, his name thrown out there. And there he he got, he got some, some
0: name drops on that. Now see at, at about this exact time, that's when, just what you were saying, printing is starting to pick up, uh, people are starting to get a hold of books, and these kind of stories c- carry a ton of appeal. Yeah. I mean, the, just like they do today, there's action, adventure, romance, and, of, and of course, <laughs> of course, decapitation. It's <laughs> dumb I even have to say it. It's hot. It yeah. was hot. Decapitation was so hot, that So hot. <laughs> And so they started making uh, these things called broadsides, which was just one uh, just one big sheet printed on one side. Uh, also collections uh, and anthologies, uh, tiny books that were made for traveling called chat books. And then, and obviously once things get popular, people want to add to that, you know? Yeah. And so that's when you see some of these other characters like uh, Friar Tuck shows up, Maid Marian shows up, um, suddenly Robin, it doesn't just have to shoot an arrow. Now he's got a quarter staff that he can whip around. Yep. Uh, and so these, these stories, and they also, not only their content and their cast of characters start to expand, but the kind of stories that are told start to expand now, instead of, uh, you know, summer blockbusters by ye old, my Bay, bae. <laughs> B-A-Y-Y-E. Yeah. Um, because he lived on a boat on the water. Um now they're getting into comedic stories. Mm-hmm. But here's the weird thing, it's sort of like a a weird uh Mr. Magoo kind of thing. Yeah. where he's like this bumbling dipshit that that just keeps slipping on banana peels and falling into chests full of gold. <laughs> uh you know, where everyone's like, "Ah, oh, this guy's so dumb," but the the sheriff still can't quite catch him and everything still just just works out, which is, you know, the in like I like how little some entertainment changes, you know, like the mm. the concept of like uh the man who knew too little. Mm-hmm. The the oh, now you're a super spy, but since you don't know what you're doing, you're somehow thwarting everyone, yeah. you know. And so and that was a, a popular uh a genre, I guess you would say, for for Robin Hood for a long time.
1: Yeah. And even with his um simple behavior like that, he still there's still a hint that he was kind of a step ahead of everybody in a way. You know that yeah. that it was kind of like an act. He he's just that clever that he he just pretends to to be. But I don't buy it. I think that I think that he was old
0: timey <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> he's
1: just he had a luck bow, is what he had. Well, speaking of bow and quarterstaff and other other weapons of of the day, I read some things that said the quarterstaffs were seven to eight feet in length.
0: Yeah, a quarter of what?
1: Well, it's a mile? Well, it's, the quarter part comes in of where you hold it. Yeah. Yeah, likely. But doesn't seven to eight feet for a, a staff seem just unwieldy? In a forest, yes. Yeah. I could buy six and a half feet. I mean, I I'll I'll say this. I mean, like
0: it depends on, on, on how you you wield it, I guess. And I don't know if, if they were using it like a double ended staff. I mean
1: Yeah, they that's that's it.
0: Yeah, that is that is very long for right. something that you're whipping around your body.
1: And the the longer it gets, the slower it gets. Well,
0: not necessarily, uh, but you definitely use it. I mean, uh, like a dumb story. So I, I one of my ten trizillion jobs is I was a I, I studied martial arts for a long time, and I was a teacher for a while. And it and in our kung fu school, you just the regular, you know, bow staff. You cut it down so. It, The top of the staff came to your chin. So it was just shorter than the rest of your body. And that was the one you spin and you work, you know, kind of travels around you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there was the cune, which is the single ended staff, which is imagine just a bigger, beefier pool cue. It was it was fatter on one end than it was on the other Mm. and and not totally dissimilar from, like, say, a, a spear without a tip. And you you worked it that way. You always had it by the one end and you could move it around, but you didn't fully spin it the way you would a regular staff. And you kind of always worked it as though you were holding a pool cue.
1: Hmm.
0: And so and those are uh those were significantly taller than than you are. It's usually like about a foot or so taller than the person holding it. Now that's still short of of eight feet, you know, maybe seven feet if you're a tall guy. Mm-hmm. And I think people were generally smaller then, so you should sure. assume that this is things what what they're describing is still well over a foot right. taller than they are. And so even then, that's that's tough. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know how that works.
1: And and I know that halberds and um, pikes and and things that um, foot foot soldiers or infantry would use would be that tall. But that's because they were stopping horses. From yeah, charging. those
0: are all exclusively for use against cavalry.
1: Yeah, so. You wouldn't be hand to hand fighting in a forest with those, just yeah. as a a yeoman's weapon. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I wonder if there's a little exaggeration. It could to, be to the size of you know, hey, how big is that staff you yeah. got going over there? But I did
1: see that in a couple spots. It's, it's now the the bow itself, at least six feet long. Yeah, I can makes sense. Get that? Those things. It took a lot of power to draw it, and then it had a lot of power when it loosed.
0: Yeah, we've talked about that. We talked in our uh, our legendary weapons, yeah. the, the the English longbow.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Now, I don't think that Robin Hood was using a proper English longbow. Like a, an English longbow is would be at the worst inefficient, cumbersome, way too big for again use in the forest. People, you know, I'm sure people did hunt with them. Mm-hmm. But that's, I would imagine, you know, we're trying to move through the brush with this gigantic heavy bow um, that was designed to shoot things so far out. Uh, and, and I would be surprised at that. I, I think there are, there, you know, there's a reason why there's like hunting bows and smaller recurve bows that mm-hmm. are that are lighter in, in accurate and accurate and you don't need, I can't remember the English longbow. I mean, the shaft on those things is like, bigger than your thumb like mm-hmm. you you don't need that much power to bring down a deer or anything like that so i, I don't know well
1: all, all good points uh, a lot of the sources say that he could shoot upwards of 350 yards with this which a normal english longbow is good at at about 200 yards and of course with robin hood he's got to go yep further probably because he was uh what uh amish <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you had to do well, the, uh, half again, half whatever again. they eng- That's why they say English to
1: this day. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, that's what they, that's what the the legends say. Three hundred fifty yards, uh, English longbow. Um, no, but I agree. Like running around with a big, especially with the staff, though. That that's what gets me.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, that that that's just kind of surprising, I guess.
1: So anyway, a couple of quick little tangents. So let's get into the 19th century was a very important point in the Robin Hood mythos, with popular works by Joseph Ritson, uh, Sir Walter Scott, Thomas Love Peacock, and Pierce Egan, all featuring Robin Hood in some part. However, popularity soared when American author and illustrator Howard Pyle created a children's adaptation of the tales entitled. The Merry Adventures of Robin Hood in 1883. This work has proved to be a big inspiration for the modern Robin Hood adventures, including Robin's ethos of stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. There it is. And elevated the stories from a literary perspective. Uh, so what he did was uh, he he took these stories, made them a little kid-friendly, made them made children's stories, as opposed to just being... People getting their heads. I was going to say just off. as
0: many, just as many decapitations. But uh, also there's like a, some Jar Jar Binks style characters in there for the kids to lock into. Uh,
1: by this time, Robin is a true hero, a moral figure fighting injustice and gaining redemption. The idea of him being a dispossessed noble or landowner also comes into play. Yeah, that's that's the Robin of, of Loxley sort of angle there. That's right. That's right. More on that in a little bit. The 20th century saw Robin translated onto the silver screen with silent films. And then in 1938, The Adventures of Robin Hood, starring Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland, came on. Robin, the swashbuckler hero, loyal to King Richard the Lionheart, and enemy to Prince John. The film was a huge success. And since then, the story has continued to evolve and grow, even as a push for more historical accuracy has been made recently. Have you, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yes. We, we,
0: we're certainly really dialing in the accuracy on Robin hood, Prince of thieves, (laughs) Yeah, Prince of thieves. Uh, what was the, was there, is there a Russell Crowe Robin hood?
1: That, that was, yeah. Yeah. That was the most recent, um, uh, Robin hood to come out directed by Ridley Scott. (sighs) I I never saw it. I saw it. I, I know it. that's right. Up, oh, that's, that's
0: right up your alley. I can see you seeing that.
1: Yeah. And I, I did not, I did not care for it.
0: I feel like that, like that movie was like the Robin hood equivalent of the, uh, King Arthur movie with Kieran Knightley.
1: I found the King Arthur movie more entertaining.
0: I like the King Arthur movie. I haven't seen that one, but I just feel like, oh, these are like trying to really lock them into a historical time and and fit them into a narrative.
1: They did. It, it was yeah. just it kind of came across as boring in that respect.
0: I mean, I don't. I I can't imagine anyone else hasn't already thought about this. Mm-hmm. But um, best best adaptation,
1: uh, the Disney one. Oh sure, sure, and uh, awesome. and we might be getting a little too into the uh, the legacy pop culture stuff, but. I was going to ask you if you'd seen the 1938 Errol Flynn. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant. Uh, I, I just watched it. It's good. Oh, sweet. There's a, there's a reason I think that they didn't make any Robin Hood movies after that. They actually made them about Robin Hood's son that they invented (laughs) because they, everybody was like, we can't do anything better than this. Why would, why would we even try? now
0: his son who is not quite as good so his adventures might not be quite as good
1: <laughs> anyway we can talk about more of that later let's talk about some of these characters oh yeah and uh, and we'll get we'll start with uh robin of the hood himself a little more so robin originally now in the in the tales a proud brave righteous fellow He was nonetheless ruthless in his robbery and did not give to the poor. Nowhere in the early ballads is there mention of Robin or his merry men robbing from the rich to give to the poor. However, he did not rob from the poor and the morally just either. In the jest, Robin does say, Or if he be a poor man, of my good he shall have some. He was an expert swordsman and an even experter bowman. (laughs) <laughs> but he did not concern himself with a quarterstaff until the 18th century. Broadside, Robin Hood, and Little John. He also carried a dagger. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he also had a a buckler shield. You know, you've heard the term buckler shield. Yeah. You know what a buckler shield is. Yeah, it's small. It's real small. It's like it's like what you handheld. get when you're level one. It's smaller than like a trash can lid, I think.
0: Yeah. Everybody gets a buckler shield when they're a level one.
1: <laughs> but it's it's something that archers would use just, you know, to have a little de- defense for. But the way you used it was not only to, to block what you could with it, but also kind of punch with it. Yeah, because you know?
0: it, it was lightweight and oh, yeah. dense. Uh, yeah, you could use it offensively. And it was easy to, to move into the way of uh, not only of incoming, say, arrows or something like that but also uh, incoming swords mm-hmm. or, or, or weaponry. Punches like, or anything. Because it was smaller and lighter, you had to kind of be quick on your feet with it, but it was a much more nimble defense system.
1: Right. Let's see. He also had a hunting horn that he used extensively as a bat signal to call for his men for aid. Uh, in, in a lot of the tales, he whips that thing out and, <laughs> and just blows like crazy. He, his, he, he just blows his little heart out. But... It was like it it was like the pager of the day. He yeah. blew this thing and and then everybody just sort of swarmed him
0: and and you know, like there's like a merry man who just put a pile a pot of venison stew on the camp where he's like, ah, this shit again <laughs> i I swear to god like it and d- does he need all of us right you know how hard was he blowing? I couldn't tell. I wasn't even listening. <laughs> you guys just go if he blows again, I'll come, but I want this stew to get done right. I'm not losing another dinner to this. If
1: I don't want any of you f***ing thieves to steal yeah. it. I'm surrounded by robbers. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's the problem when, you, when you're in a band of merry oh, thieves. Man. Hashtag merry men problems. <laughs> it's, it's funny, though. The, the, uh, the horn doesn't come up in modern tellings. Well, that's because it's the lamest part. Yeah. He was a yeoman, which basically means a ah. cut, cut above peasant, but below the status of a knight. We don't know why he was originally an outlaw. As he evolved, he became more dashing, roguelike, and philanthropic, and less violent. Lame heads stayed on. He was pious and always held the Virgin Mary in the highest esteem, vowing never to harm a woman. He met his downfall when he fell ill and went to see his cousin, the prioress of Kirkley's Abbey, to bleed him. Guess how that worked out. Not well. She obliged, but bled him too much, because she was in league with Red Roger of Doncaster.
0: Not Red Roger of
1: Uh, Doncaster! A knight and enemy to Robin. Sir Roger busted in to finish him off, but Robin managed to stab him fatally. Hello, Uh, I'm Red Roger (laughs) of Doncaster. I don't
0: want any trouble out of you. (laughs) I was just coming in here to finish you off on account of, I know you're weak on account of already being bled. And when red Roger shows up to, (laughs) that feels fatal. Pilgrim. Once again, red Roger got flat footed. (laughs) Uh, Won't I be embarrassed back in
1: Doncaster? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, as he was dying in a bed, then Robin shoots an arrow out of the window and says he should be buried where it lands with his bow by his side. Unfortunately, the, the arrow, what are the odds, landed in a bear.
0: And uh, <laughs> seven people died at his funeral <laughs> as they tried to solemnly inter him. In the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Mauled Marion.
1: you're terrible
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right uh how about uh little john how about him how about a devilishly ironic switching of the name john little because (laughs) he was supposed to be over seven feet tall (laughs) and uh, also almost
1: as tall as a quarter staff
0: (laughs) well that's the thing he was known for his ability to use the quarter staff true and you know if he was seven feet tall things eight feet tall sure maybe i don't know mm-hmm. he was a pretty capable fire uh fighter mm-hmm. and a little fiery a little sass in his ass <laughs> uh but he, you know he's like the he's the number two man he's the riker to uh right. to uh robin hood's picard i'm he not always letting- straddles stuff he when just, he sits yeah. down every stump in the forest has known the unclean touch of little john riker yeah <laughs> Which is wait was was no because uh who was Will Scarlet in that episode because it was L- Riker was Little John I think I, I, think I don't so. I don't remember I have to rewatch it that's not hard I,
1: I know Jordy and, and Data but
0: yeah and uh was Troy was just like a dude
1: <laughs> that's right yeah. she was just dressed as like yeah, yeah she was a she was man. just
0: along for the ride <laughs> uh and so yeah and of course there's like uh in in some of the later stories the the classic they meet on the the narrow little bridge and they have a a glorious duel with uh quarterstaves mm-hmm. for who's who's got the biggest organic quarterstaff right and uh and robin hood asks him to join him and so he joins the merry men so is is do you think that he is your favorite character so far flora yes well tough cuz there's no evidence he ever existed oh
1: but I wanted to visit his gray. Yeah. Check There's a grave. I think there is a grave. Check bone. the bear. <laughs> in the, in the original tales, it was never told how they met, but, uh, in the later ones, they, they meet not knowing each other and dueling it out until.
0: Du- dueling and, it out with their staves. Yeah. Until Robin invites him. And just two strangers in the woods. trying to, trying to figure out how to, how, you know, what do we do now? How,
1: how, how, how is this going to work? Should I use my dagger?
0: <laughs>
1: how about Will Scarlet? Yeah, I don't know anything about him. No, uh, he appears in the early ballads as Will Scarlock or Scathlock or Scathlock, uh, or, which or,
0: or was he like an anthropomorph anthropomorphized rat person, and he was Will Scaven? Oh, I don't get that reference. That's a Warhammer forty, not forty k, just Warhammer. Oh, good old Warhammer. There's a um, whole race of uh, rodent people called the or Scaven or Skaven. I never got into that. Yeah, it's an expensive thing. I, I never learned how to play the game when I was a kid. I used to
1: paint the figurines like mad, son. I was into it. <laughs> but this name, Scarlock or Scathlock, probably meant to bust locks as in burgle or trespass. Burgle? Burgle. He was a good friend and advisor to Robin and uh, he was good with a bow and quick witted. Some tales have him appearing as a fop, or very flamboyant, and perhaps due to the name, wearing red silk. Modern versions have him dual-wielding daggers. It's double gay! <laughs> you'll, you'll see that a lot. Uh, there was a William Shylock, either, either Shylock or Shylock. Or Skylock in the historical record for 1286 to 1287. But for the, who knows uh, for the 1286,
0: 1287 historical record season. Yeah. He played uh shortstop. <laughs> uh, it was also um, one of the movies. He was played by uh, Christian Slater.
1: Yeah. Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christian Slater. Christian Slater. He's trying to be Jack Nicholson, but he fails.
0: Uh, I, I don't think he fails. I think he nails it. Oh, I see.
1: But, uh, you know, it's not known if, if this William Skylock or Char- Sherlock is the same man. How about Much the Miller's son, Dave? Oh, dude. Well, he
0: uh, was one of the original, one of the OG friends. Yeah. Like, first season friends, you know. They didn't have to bring him in to punch up the script or because right. they were losing, losing viewers. He, uh, sort of antithetical to Little John, very small, but still a, a competent fighter, knew how to uh, arch and uh sort of a like a, a lackey to Robin, but also super horned up <laughs> really into the ladies, literally
1: <laughs> didn't have any daggers,
0: yeah, no, not a dagger to be found on him uh, in in sometimes known as midge, which is hilarious uh and his story is that he became an outlaw when he got caught poaching deer is do you think that he's one of your favorite characters, Flora, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, because yeah. there's no historical evidence he ever existed.
1: Oh, much.
0: Take everything you like and break it.
1: No, we oh, we don't know much.
0: You, do, you don't know much, the Miller's son.
1: Yeah, so he's one of the OGs. Yeah. Um,
0: Which brings us to the most delightful name to spoonerize on the list, Friar Tuck.
1: <laughs> are you satisfied with, with much? Are you satisfied with what you learned about Much? Oh, just the fact that he exists is fun to learn. He is in some he he's in the, the Errol Flynn, for sure. Yeah. No. He's in the uh the BBC Robin Hood, which we'll get to later. But anyway, much. Prior to talk and What
0: was the what was the famous song from Robin Hood Prince of Thieves that everyone was into? The Brian Adams yeah. song. What was
2: it? <laughs> You, I'll do it all for
0: you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair da, enough. Da, 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 for some da. reason, I kept hearing Rod Stewart's "And we we'll Do It All for One," but of course, that's for Three Musketeers. It, oh, it's pretty pretty obvious <laughs> that that's
1: not with that. I know this. I could sing it if I heard him singing it, Brian Adams. But every time I try to think of it without the music. I always think of every move you
0: make. See, I keep hearing Rod Stewart and I couldn't even tell you why, but yeah. Every
1: breath you take <laughs> whatever. <laughs> do it of you.
0: Yeah, you're right. Sh-. Now you got me doing it. Right. Doing it? Well, I guess that's some songs that we were gonna sing brilliantly that are ruined now. God I have I- just started sting. I I just started realize that I just talked exactly like uh Betty Ebersol, just without the accent. Well that's
1: something we were gonna have and now we don't. So Friar Tuck was an honest, if bawdy, man of the cloth. He's often portrayed as a round, jolly man who enjoys a good time a bit more than church duties. (laughs) He was a decent fighter, actually really good with a sword, and more nimble than he appeared. He was sought after by Robin after tales of his prowess reached Robin's ears. Robin found him near Fountain's Abbey, and Tuck, recognizing the outlaw, drew his sword and the two fought for hours, until... Robin blew his horn. Like he does. The merry men arrived. Tuck, however, whistled and 50 hunting dogs surrounded the outlaws. Where where were they the whole time? (laughs) Next to the merry men. Yeah, no (laughs) s***. Robin invited Tuck to join him then and he did. And this is the version in the mid-17th century ballad, Robin Hood and the Kirtle Friar. However, Tuck is never mentioned in the early ballads. He is mentioned in the play Robin Hood and the Sheriff around 1475. And in 1417, Robert Stafford, chaplain of Linfield and Sussex, used the name of Frère Tuck when he committed robberies in the area. But this is thought to be unconnected right now. Uh, in any case, he arrives in the Tales through the May Games with Maid Marian in the 15th and 16th centuries. And speaking of Maid Marian.
0: That's right. Let me tell you something about Maid Marian. She is a strong, independent woman who does not need a man to tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is not only the love interest of Robin Hood, but also a valued companion. Yep. She, she's in there, too. She's cutting heads off. <laughs> if I have, if, a, if a, a throat needs slitting, she's like, you just give me the knife. I will. Good. <laughs> I love you so much, Robin Hood. You just tell me who to kill. I just there's two things I'm I'm she here was to a terrible
1: drunkard.
0: I'm here. I'm here to love you and to kill your enemies. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm such a fuck up. <laughs> I just want to kiss your face and, and, and then kill the sheriff from Nottingham. Yeah. I know he's a cop. <laughs> I'll kill him. <laughs> I love my version so much more calamity made. That's right. Uh, uh, unfortunately she is usually, uh, her, her part of this criminal enterprise. She's like the face man. She's the infiltrator. She can get into, uh, the highest, fancy places and use her connections at court to kind of help set up the next big score. But she also did not appear in any of the early ballads and, uh, only shows up with the, the May festivities in the 16th and 17th century. Her kind of role is she cemented this, this new and emerging narrative of, uh, Robin hood as the displaced landowner. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, she's also a part of that that kind of, you know, the, the landed gentry world. And and Lord needs a lady. That's right. And there was also, again, a little bit of Robin's uh, connection with the Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because that, that's a little spoonful of dogmatic sugar that makes the medicine go down <laughs> for, for any story. You got to make sure it's okay with, with God. Uh, but yeah, no. So then, uh, and, and over time, again, she became you know, like Foxy Brown
1: in, in Sherwood Forest. Yeah, she gets a uh, she gets the feminist treatment uh, as time goes yep. on. I mean, it's the only female character in the thing. Right. So obviously, yeah, she's
0: got to be pretty pretty hard ass cuz she's like out in the woods with a bunch of dudes who have already shown a very cavalier attitude towards established law.
1: <laughs> right.
0: These are gentlemen who are quite accustomed to eyebrow up taking what they want.
1: How about the uh, sheriff of Nottingham? He no
0: No, he was not one of um, uh, Robin Hood's friends or merry men.
1: He was not. He was Robin's main adversary. Yep. Always associated with Nottingham and never named.
0: Never named. Yeah, that's the worst part. He's like, my name was Ernest, (laughs) but no one will ever know that. They just see the badge. I'm just a, just a, a placeholder for society. And I'm foil. Yeah, I'm just the boot of the crown.
1: There's a staunch upholder of the king's law. The sheriff is bedeviled constantly by the outlaws in his jurisdiction, but never seems to get the upper hand. Or get fired. Or get fired. In early tellings, he was a bit gullible, yet still dangerous. But in modern versions, he's everything from sadistic to cowardly. Early ballads have Robin and Little John each killing the sheriff at different times. Historically... It's almost impossible to track down a real person since we don't actually have a name to go by. He's usually paired with Guy of Gisborne, a knight and bounty hunter in an early ballad, hired by the sheriff to bring Robin in or or just straight up kill him. Played
0: by John DeLancey as Q. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Guy is described as dressed in horsehide in that tale and duels with Robin, almost defeating him until Robin. Oh, guess what, Dave? What? Chops his head off. No way! The sheriff and guy seem to trade positions of power in modern versions, though. And then there's the idea of a, a Saracen character joining the, the Merry Men.
0: Yeah, now that, they, again, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves.
1: They, they brought in Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Is that part of it? Azim. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this actually started with the 1984 ITV series, Robin of Sherwood. And then it was continued by Morgan Freeman in the Prince of Thieves. And then in the BBC Robin Hood, there's also a Saracen character in there. Absolutely a modern addition. Yeah. Uh, a fictitious They're just thing.
0: trying to you know, they're just trying to, to bring in some more fun because yeah, they, they no one's using much. <laughs> there's there was no much in Prince of Thieves. I can tell you that much.
1: Yeah, I think he's mentioned as being Robin's friend or something right at the f- beginning of it.
0: Dagger friends.
1: <laughs> yeah one of his dagger buddies <laughs> but those are those are uh the the big characters now we you know we we could keep going on but this isn't the the ro- robin photos
0: yeah yeah we got a schedule to keep so there's more information but you're
1: not going to get it from us we we didn't talk about alan adele and we won't and we won't it's kind of the minstrel that's all you need yep. to know geordie laforge he's <laughs> geordie laforge came in in later also tales, played all by all a while. rooster yeah so uh, let's talk about the location.
0: The location was Robin. Sherwood Forest and everyone knows it. Mm. Well,
1: next. Speaking of Sherwood, common modern versions have Robin presiding over Sherwood Forest in Nottinghamshire. But fun fact. What? Sherwood is named in only one of the early ballads. <laughs> that fact was fun. And that was in Robin Hood and the Monk. Uh, non-literary references also associate him with Barnsdale in South Yorkshire. Yeah, but that's like a really crappy forest and no one wants to associate him with Barnsdale. Robin Hood in Barnsdale stood was quoted by a judge in the court of Common Pleas in 1429. Robin Hood in Sherwood stood was written in a Lincoln Cathedral manuscript in about 1410 in the 15th century. Robin was more often associated with Barnsdale than Sherwood.
0: It was like a VHS beta thing.
1: Although the two regions are less than 40 miles apart. Wintbridge in the Barnsdale region is named in Robin and the Potter. The Jest names Barnsdale and Nottingham, including Wintbridge and the Sales. Sherwood is a logical place to house a forest bandit as it occupied about 100,000 acres of central Nottinghamshire in 1609. Ooh. And for at least the four centuries previous, uh, it was over 20 miles long and eight miles wide, Sherwood Forest was. However, if the early ballads are to be believed, Robin's origins are more accurately north of Nottingham, meaning Robin was a Yorkshireman. A right Yorkshire
0: pudding he was. Oh, puffy pastry. Now, that's, so, that's a point of contention for some folks. Yeah. Those people need more important things in their life. <laughs> uh, so, Barnsdale. Barnsdale's so, thrown out there. That's all well and good, Flora. But come on, man. Come on, man. Was he real? You want to know if he was real?
1: TLDR, no one has been able to prove that Robin Hood existed.
0: Yep. Sorry,
1: folks. There have been a number of oh, Wait, suspects. wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Laura, is so would you think that Robin Hood
0: was your favorite character of all these guys?
1: I think Robin's probably my number one stunner for these oh, stories.
0: That is so good to hear because no one's ever proven that he even exists, dude. <laughs> good news. <laughs> what if I told you? What if I told there you there were further adventures of Jesus in the New World?
1: <laughs> further adventures of Robin Hood where he came upon some American Indians. That's right. All right, so there, there's been a number of suspects. So trying to pin down one name and date is like trying to glue a cape on a fly. Yeah, you just got to want it, you know. <laughs> Firstly, Robin, the diminutive of Robert, was an incredibly common name in the Middle Ages. Secondly, kings, when they are mentioned in the stories, range from Richard in 1189 to Edward III in 1377. A lot of kings in there. Thirdly, yeah. he has no family to speak of in the early ballads. It's just him, dude, and his dagger. That's right. That's Here are know, some so. possibilities, according to some historians. Folk Fitzwerden. This was a Shropshire baron outlawed in 1200 for murder. <laughs> he ran a bandit operation along the Welsh marches, pardoned twice by King John. Not anywhere near Robin's areas of activity, but the subject of numerous ballads and tales in his own right that may have been twisted into Robin's tales. William McKensham. This was a resistance fighter against the French invasion of the First Barons' War from 1215 to 1217. His home base was in the Forest of Dean. He had guerrilla tactics, a large army of men fighting tyranny, but again, not near Sherwood. Roger Godbird. A rebel fighter in the Second Barons' War, he fought for Simon de Montfort against Henry III. De Montfort lost, and Roger took up fighting with one hundred men in Sherwood Forest. He was eventually caught and imprisoned in Nottingham Castle. Eventually, he was pardoned by Edward I. That's an interesting, yeah, suspect.
0: I like the way that said. Not that they like moved into the forest and set up for bantry. They they went to the forest and kept fighting. Like they were just yeah. like ah, just wailing on trees and each other, and <laughs> just kicking up a whole lot of racket. What about Robert Old of Wakefield?
1: 100 years after William of Kinsham, he was also on the wrong side of a rebellion against Edward II, but was later pardoned and served the king under the name Robin Hood in 1323. But he may have also been on the court roll before the rebellion, which would put a kink in the story. Oh my god! Womp, womp. What about Robert the Earl of Huntington? So fellow by the name of Martin Parker, a ballad writer in 1632, wrote of Robert Earl of Huntington, vulgarly called Robin Hood, who lived and died in A.D. 1198. He also wrote an epitaph he claimed was from Robin's gravestone, which read,
0: Robert Earl of Huntington lies under this little stone. No archer was like him so good. His wildness named him Robin Hood. For thirteen years or something more, these northern parts he vexed sore. Such outlaws as he and his men may England never know
1: again. It appears on a monument in the grounds of Kirkley's Priory. Robert Loxley. How uh, How about this guy? 17th century antiquarian Roger Dodsworth claimed a Robert Loxley from Bradfield Parish, South Yorkshire, was Robin Hood, and that little John was the Earl of Huntington actually. remember me <laughs> get back in the round yeah. oh. a court record from twelve forty five apparently names a Robert Diloxley, but it's not known whether Dodsworth just made it up or had actual evidence at the time. This name has been a popular go-to in modern tellings as the displaced landowner
0: everything I had down i do it for you, Kevin Costner. <laughs> and Morgan Freeman, too. <laughs> and Alan Rickman. But not for Christian Slater. <laughs> that motherfucker's on his own. <laughs> and I will Who? not help him. <laughs> Who
1: cast him in this film? Moving on. Okay. <laughs> the name Robin Hood is also thought to be a general alias for thieves. Yeah. It's, uh, it's at, got the word Robin in it's it. Robin, Robin. But um, you know, it, it's kind of like a chicken or an egg. If, if, well, if, if both, if either of them would be willing to mug you, yeah, yeah. Did the legend come first, or did the the, the thief name? I think that the thieves came first, and they made a legend of themselves. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about one more here? What about Robin Goodfellow, aka Puck? Puck. I feel like
0: I should have something to
1: spit out. Yeah. A mischievous nature spirit or fairy. Robin may derive from hob as in hobgoblin, a goblin of the earth. He enjoys pranks and fun, but ultimately just wants friends. Hmm. He's awful at Facebook. Uh, loosely similar is the green man, a nature spirit or deity seen in sculpture and carvings. We Or Philadelphia.
0: About what? Yeah. Uh, th- always so sunny in philadelphia got gotcha. charlie puts on green man
1: uh green man green wood get it <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh.
1: <clears throat> so this uh the green man puck robin goodfellow this is all if you want to go with like a, a mythological figure a, yeah. a uh a, kind of like a fairy tale fairy figure yeah it's been tied in in that way
0: yeah uh, you know and why wouldn't it be you know he's he's Folk hero slash mythology. I mean, there's even, even if there was a guy at some point named Robin hood, like the detail, the accurate details of his life are meaningless. Yeah. That because of everything that's just grown up around it.
1: Yeah. Well, the legacy that, uh, that's left by this though. Oh yeah. I mean, this is, it's rife for action, romance movies, movies, television, books, just anything for entertainment. It's 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 it lends itself so well to entertainment. There's been a ton of movies, quite a few TV shows. Robin Hood and Little John are walking <laughs> through the fours, laughing back and forth at what the <laughs> other had to say. <laughs> 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 that's, that's all I got. Is that your favorite Robin Hood? Oh yeah.
0: And then there's now uh, then then the the best part is the oodlelly golly, what a
1: day. It's awesome. I yeah, I that's one of my favorite Disney ones for sure. Do you have a favorite live one? How, uh, what what all have you seen? Yeah, that, of- that was going to say I think that it really
0: I mean I don't I've never I can tell you that I I couldn't sit through Robin Hood Men, Men in Tights and I know that that's popular but I I I did not like it so much that wow. I, I started to watch it and was like I just can't I can't do this. What was it? What what about it? Um I that kind of, of humor or what? Yeah, I I think for the most part I don't enjoy Mel Brooks comedy. Huh. I love uh, Young Frankenstein. That is a great movie, and I think it's awesome. I don't like Blazing Saddles. I don't. I really don't like any of his other movies. Spaceballs. And, you don't like? Not really. No. Wow. Um. Who are you? I know, right? Uh. So no, I didn't. I. I, I did not like. I. I just couldn't even sit through Menatites. It was. Uh. But the other things uh, that I've seen. I mean, I saw Prince of Thieves.
1: Mm-hmm. You didn't see the the most recent one with Russell Crowe.
0: No. I did, however, my auction house uh, back in the springtime, we actually auctioned off a whole lot of personal effects that belonged to Oprah Winfrey. Oh, yeah. Uh, We we had people not only going to her home, but I had to go to the Harpo Studios uh, to help facilitate some of that. And um, some of the things that we were taking were from the storerooms at Harpo where they they would film the Oprah Winfrey show. Mm -hmm. And there are these huge storerooms where Oprah keeps gifts that are given to her from guests on the show. And um, I mean, and it's just, it's just wild stuff autographed Kobe Bryant shoes and, you know, kids choice awards that are a giant surfboard. And just, you know, uh, what, what do you do with that stuff? I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. And amongst the things that was there is the uh, sword that Kevin Costner wore during the movie. He gave it to Oprah for reasons I don't understand.
1: Hmm. So did that sell?
0: Oh no, no, we weren't. It was just there. Oh, okay. um, we that weren't wasn't part of the sale. No, it was not. It was not part of the auction itself. She wouldn't. She wouldn't uh, auction off gifts people had uh, given that's, her. That's, you know, no, this is just man. for for personal effects.
1: It's it's hard to to say what's what's your favorite when you haven't seen you know a, a bunch.
0: You know what? Uh, and maybe it's cheating. I'm going to go with that episode of Star Trek. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, but really cause I've seen so, so few of the, no, 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 no. It's definitely Disney. It's definitely Disney.
1: <laughs> in yeah, in terms of, of television, there was the, uh, 84 Robin of Sherwood, I think the 1984 series, the ITV series recently, I think in 2006, there was the BBC put out Robin hood. It's mm. just called Robin hood, which I, I watched, uh, there's three seasons of it. I watched it all first season. I liked Mm -hmm. And then it just completely went downhill. It was like from from episode one to last of episode of season three, it was just a a downhill.
0: Suddenly Robin Hood's got a talking dog and uh, an illegitimate but adorable redheaded kid that comes out of the woodwork. And (laughs) he's
1: got all kinds of opinions. Yeah. But. um, The musical episode. Let's see. I, I saw, of course, well, Prince of Thieves is an interesting beast in this because. I feel like it's it's a great film, action adventure, Hollywood film, except for the American actors in it. Right, like everybody else was cast so well and does such a good job in it, and then you've got like the most apathetic Robin Hood. Right, you could well, ever have.
0: Yeah, and and even I mean I I know that uh, Men in Tights got that great joke. He's like, you know, what makes you so great? Well, like yeah. other Robin Hoods, I can speak with it with a British accent. Yeah, you know.
1: Carrie always uh, was Rosa and I, I enjoyed men and tides. I mean, it's, it's not my favorite, but I, I get, you, I like, do you, Mel you Mel enjoy Brooks men stuff. and tides? Damn it. Yeah, yeah. Got me here. You can have my dagger. <laughs> no, I think it's a, I think it's a funny movie. I, I like the Melbrook stuff. It surprises me that you don't, especially Spaceballs. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and like I said, I just recently watched the, uh, Errol Flynn, Robin Hood, which I, and I thought it was good too. I don't, I don't know what my, if if it weren't for the Americans in Prince of Thieves, I would say that movie would be my favorite. Yeah, there is also Robin in the Seven Hoods, which was a rat oh, pack movie set yeah. in gangster Chicago, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen that either, but
0: I get the feeling that if I watch that, it would be my favorite.
1: Really? Oh yeah, I, I get the feeling it would be my least favorite.
0: I love that. Shit. I mean, the 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 uh, you know guys and dolls with uh, mm. Sinatra and Marlon Brando. One of
1: my all time favorites. Hmm. Anyways. There you go. I think uh I think that'll that'll tie us up for uh for old Robin Hood in a nutshell that's uh, been split in twain. A Lincoln Green. Lincoln green split in twain. Nutshell.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, the good news is we've got this chest of undisclosed cargo that we just have to, you know, get from the the the, the bank vault to The sheriff of nottingham and i can't imagine it's it's all things that belong to rich people so nothing bad could happen clip clop clip clop oh no it is a robbery and you are going to rob from us to to rob from the pun rich to give to you the pun poor (laughs) i don't know i'm so
1: oh there (laughs) yeah there
0: it is god i couldn't even do a voice i was like all right, now the next part. Oh, no. <laughs> here we go. What's important is puns. <laughs> don't ask how we got here. No, don't, right. look at, don't, don't look in the kitchen. Just eat the food.
1: Blind, keep the blindfold on. We'll yeah. not tell you how to get to the for, in the forest here. Um, who wants to go first? I do. All
0: right. Just kidding, Flora. You go first.
1: Okay. I have, let's see. I, ha- I have a uh, a a figure of of authority, a a, a legal official, a mm-hmm. a person uh, of the law uh-huh. who who goes around and kicks people out that go into abandoned houses and and just sort of live there while they can. Well, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm, I think I'm on the trail. It's the sheriff of Squattingham. Yes,
0: nice. Uh I've got a a place you can go if you're uh Cheers. a huge fan of country music especially Cheers. powerful female singers. It's it's sort of a, a wooded outdoor venue uh, surrounded by trees. It's the uh Trisha Yearwood Forest.
1: It's <laughs> 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 good. It's good. If you don't want to go there, if Trisha w- Yearwood is is too wholesome for you, uh-huh. She's uh a good country gal. You want to go to the place where all the sailors go? Uh-huh. Everybody is just filthy. Oh, the mouths are just filthy. Gross. It's swear word first. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: You know, there is a, um, there's a theory in literary circles that Robin, Robin Hood's love interest may not have actually been human at all. Oh yeah. In some of the manuscripts, she was actually, uh, said to be uh, full of, of worrying noises and tick-tocking and things like that. It was a uh, made merry android. Yeah. I thought you said
1: worrying.
0: And, and I was like... Worrying. <laughs> she was made Mary android.
1: I getcha. Yeah. I getcha.
0: If you couldn't tell what gender she was, she was made merry androgynous.
1: Pow, <laughs> pow. Uh, them's puns for you
0: them's puns and now dear listeners it's time for you to shoot arrows at us <laughs> with accuracy at 350 feet or you could whip us with your 8 foot quarter staffs
1: 350 yards bro
0: yards? Yeah.
1: Ridiculous. The choice is yours. It's time to attend the fair of
2: listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, do you know that we have a whole supplemental recorded that's just floating out there in the ether? I just wanted you
1: guys to know that that it's out, that's out there. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'll I'll get it out when I'm not. It's one
0: of those things doing this shite <laughs> human smurf, it's where you get little people and you paint them blue, and then you then you, you fight with them. All right, kicking us off, we got an email from Chloe Highwind. Chloe she writes, well, yes, my name is from the great Sid Highwind of Final Fantasy 7. Oh. Nice. I never played that game, and I feel like I really missed out. It's like a, tu- a cultural touchstone. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Shut oh, up. Oh, no, no, no. Also, she, uh, Chloe continues. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Sid oh. Highwind of Final Fantasy 7, also the name of my people. I just wanted to thank you guys for endlessly making me smile. Thank you. Last month was rather emotionally exhausting. I had to put my cat down uh, for 16 years, as well as went to a funeral for my grandmother. Ouch. Uh, it's a shit month. Uh, and uh, to cheer myself up, I listened to a bunch of your episodes, and it helped massively. So, she thanks us for existing, and thank you, Chloe, yeah. for existing. S- sorry also. about your losses, Chloe. Yeah. What a, what a terrible month. Better times ahead.
1: <coughs> uh, 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 listen up, listen up, please. A <coughs> uh, 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 short quip from the master of the manor. Grey cat, cat Fancy, fancy Feast. feast. <coughs> uh, <thorn>. <coughs> <coughs> it's a perfect system to organize books that the US government developed in 1942, called the Majestic Shelves carry on
0: lord two stroke approves uh james the skeptical Oakkey has a glorious mundane superpower mm-hmm. how about psychokinesis the ability to move a crazy person with your mind as long as they don't know that, that you're there
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that could come in handy yeah psychokinesis See?
0: Dave, we've heard from stormy babe oh she's so stormy
1: but who's gonna say anything she's a babe (laughs) uh still catching up she probably has by now actually but uh she says my uh, our carl young episode made her actually pause the podcast lest she crashed her car while laughing (laughs) she's she developed the uh the thought of this must be what a stroke feels like (laughs) see it's a good feeling Let's see. She says, don't diss on D&D Druids, Dave, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and uh, also, she she gives a shout out to uh, the listener, Roslyn, who got her into the podcast. Thank you, Roslyn. Hello. Way to go, Roslyn. Uh, she's the one who, who drew that awesome Guns N' Rosebud uh, picture for us. And uh, she was watching the Rooster Teeth guys play... Uh, a God- Godzilla video game where where Godzilla fought Mecha Godzilla, and she said through the video she was making the uh, the noise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it. <laughs> so she says uh, salutations and fair weather from your friendly frowny cloud down under. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stormy Babe. Thanks, Stormy Babe. And to uh,
0: wrap this one up, how about uh, our favorite palindrome, Zamux?
1: Zam. Which- Zamox, which is not actually a palatine. It's really close, though. <laughs> it's really
0: close. It's kind of like the, the who are those, the evil Cobra twins? Oh, yeah. Z- Z- um. Tomax and Zamot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're ready for this. I am not. Zamax says, uh, you guys are way too hard on George Sucolos. That guy has done everything. Like what? Well, in his teens, he tested vaccines for the CDC. George Flucolos. Spent some time unclogging toilets, George Pukalos. <laughs> Looked for his inner pieces of Shaolin monk, George Kung Fucolos. Ping! Then began looking into cattle mutilations under the name George Mukalos. Got curious about and began to research odd markings on the bodies of abuttees as George Tatukalos. And let's not forget the time in the '80s where he became a giant and saved Tokyo from Godzilla, George Sukalosis. <laughs> And he must be psychic. Did you see the episode <laughs> where he called out people making fun of his name? It's like deja vu. Colos. Oh, Holy. Oh. Zamax. Bam. I'm going to, I'm going to need a Xanax <laughs> from all the Zammix. See what
1: I did there. I'm pretty, pretty bruised in oh, my yeah. ears from all the punnery.
0: Thank all of you Zamax. who take the time to write in because you are all heroes. Heroes. That's right. You're the best around. Yeah. I think that you're heroes. I think that if you had the choice between uh, saving the life of another human being and writing an, an email to blurry photos, no matter which you choose, you're a hero. That's right. But you can only choose one just to point it out. And it should probably be the email because that's forever. Then you hear your name on the internet. So
1: you know what else is forever reviews on iTunes?
0: Yes. For better or worse. They oh, are forever better or
1: worse. So let's make them for
0: better. Let's get some, uh, let's get some five stars up there. That'd yeah. be great. We got a one star from some jagnob, so let's bury that son of a bitch. <laughs> How about that? I don't have to be friends with people who give us one star.
1: No, you you don't. Especially when he, they're kind of rambling and don't make a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, I don't.
0: I don't care if it was the most eloquent review I've ever read. F- that guy. <laughs>
1: See you, you. Hear me, that guy. F- you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one stars that actually have a valid point that I that I fear.
0: <laughs> no, I've never seen one yet. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, uh, it's usually, yeah, one stars are usually like you weren't what I thought you were gonna be, yeah, <laughs> one star
0: yeah, that's the well, last guy well. he was furious that we make jokes, so mad about it, <laughs> it's true, but it's true. uh, yeah, so thank you, please, uh, thank you all for the five stars you've given us and continue to do so. We are we are climbing the rankings, and a big part of that is uh is your wonderful five star reviews. Uh, I really mad part of
1: that. It's almost all of yeah. That. Well, it your is downloads and your in your reviews. Yeah. yeah, you you get us out there on the old iTunes. Yeah. Which we've
0: been we've been breaking amazing. the top ten a few times.
1: So of si- of uh, uh, our, social sciences. Yeah, well, <laughs> which is a subset of science and medicine. Which a, is a subset a, of all. Of them. It's a it's a top ten. <laughs> and it's and a I'll top take ten it. though.
0: That's, so thank you guys so much for that. Uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook. We are already halfway to eight Hildos. So crazy. God, that's taken no time, and I love it. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Go ahead and take a full, let's say, a 12-pound butterball turkey, frozen solid. Mm-hmm. I want you to just grab that thing, set it out on your on your kitchen counter overnight. Let it thaw, okay? Get it real loose and goose. You know that thing they do on the cooking shows where they relax it? You got to kind of work the legs. You got to get it real soft and ready. I want you to take uh, some orange zest, cranberry, Both pumpernickel and white bread. Cube it up. Shove that in there. A little bit of rosemary. You want to put some some butter under the skin so you get a nice like golden crackling thing. Wow. And then I want you to take the entire raw turkey and throw it at the donate (laughs) button. Just, just do it. I don't care about salmonella. It's fine. We clean the donate button. That's our responsibility. Your job is to sh- is to shove a carefully prepared raw turkey at it, and 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 the turkey is money. <laughs> if you didn't get that, um, I'm really enjoying these elaborate donate button.
1: You've you taken these and owned. Them. Yeah. So uh, do those things, and That's never right. stop doing them, and, and never and- stop being you. And don't forget you can always go to audibletrial.com com slash blurry photos and get yourself a free audiobook. On oh, no. us. That's right. Oh my God. There's so many there's so many books to choose from. If you like what we do, uh there's a lot of books for you. If you like any book, if you like to read, if you like to listen to people read to you, just get any book, man. Yeah. Just I've do been, it.
0: I just listened to this weekend um Sarah Vowell's new book about General Lafayette, which is a mm. ton of fun. Um, I also listened to a little bit of Bill Bryson at home. A great book. Cool. Um, yeah, I've been really getting into it. So it's, yeah. it's, it's worthwhile. It's fun to do, especially when you, you know, if you have a job that
1: lets you listen to headphones and that's my problem. Like I, I have a job that will let me do that or else I don't read, I, I don't get to read anymore. Like I read for research mm-hmm. and that's great and all, but I don't get to read for enjoyment anymore. And that's
0: all you need. But, but uh, uh, yeah, Reed doing the research.
1: Little... You just just research. You don't get to have fun. We've got a link on our uh, homepage. If if you don't trust yourself to to type it in, just click yeah. on the link and
0: and go through. Also important. How about uh, those elegant ladies of Candy Chat? That's right. They are over there. That's where they're at.
1: <laughs> um, so, Candy Chat has its own podcast now. Yep, please it's, go it's, and
0: subscribe to it. Give give those elegant ladies a five star review, boy. This is the yeah. early times. We are currently on the new and notable section for iTunes, but we want also be on what's hot, and that sure. happens through your uh, subscriptions, your subscribing, and your
1: reviewing. Please click like, give them some likes, give I them mean- a like, uh, follow them on Twitter too. It's mm. at Candy Chatters. Nice. I'm sure they'll they'll appreciate all of that.
0: Yeah, but. and and what you'll also enjoy is how much work we have to do because apparently there's a, like a lot of um, uh, sex workers that go by the name of Candy, and there's <laughs> like the, some of them have like these the like from forever go long abandoned blogs or whatever that's like chat with candy you yeah. know like we're we're running into a lot of that we're yeah. getting this of, off a lot the of
1: latinas that yeah. want to uh sex you up
0: yeah uh, so you know what win win you find us you find them everybody's getting what they want it's gonna be it's gonna work either way that's give right. them five stars but then don't forget to give us five stars too
1: <laughs> so uh that's a lot of love for them and and of course from us a lot of love <laughs> to the Chicago Podcast Co-op who who keeps us uh yeah. keeps us in business. It's absolutely very, very they kind keep of the lights turned on here in our Podniverse. If you like what we do, uh go check out one of our other uh Chicago Podcast fellows. Uh how about friendshipping? Jin and Trin discuss friendship, particularly between ladies. Oh. They tackle the tricky stuff like how can I make friends as an adult? And how do I end a toxic friendship and more friendshipping? shipping? And they, I, I hope they also do it with nautical terms. Yeah, they better. They talk like pirates while they do it. That would be a great you show. First, if you're good mate,
0: be blowing you an ill wind. Pull up broadside and let fly the cannons. <laughs> Literally throw the cannons at her. That's right. Thanks, uh, thanks to Chicago yeah. Podcast. Co-op. Thanks, friend shipping. Also, uh, how to send your friends places without <laughs> in boxes with little air holes.
1: But uh, you know that that's probably going to do it for this episode of Blur yes, Photos. It will do it. As always, I have been Daggerless David Flora. Oh, so tough. I've been Dave.
0: I'm sorry, i shut your you up. I'm drunk again, but I love you, Robin Hood Stecco.
1: I thought you might have.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty easy call.
2: You can't tell me it's not
0: worth trying for. Oh, You can't tell me it's not worth dying for.
2: You know the truth. Everything I do I do it for Bye.